the Flawed and Favored podcast. Join our favorite journey team and guests as we share stories, insights, and wisdom on how to work through and find hope in the challenging moments of everyday life. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Flawed and Favored podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Alicia Finch here with us today. She is going to be sharing some really fun things about how she is just intentional with her kids and intentional in her work life as well. And we are just getting ready to have our local IF gathering here in Lewiston this weekend. So it just sets the tone so well. I have always thought of her as I think about trying to be intentional in my own neighborhood or in my own uh, environment. And that's really what a lot of our if gatherings about this weekend. So I thought she'd be the perfect guest to have to kind of launch uh, the weekend that we're getting ready to do. Uh, Just to let everybody know, there is a little bit of feedback a few times throughout. uh, So just bear with us. And uh, we just had some microphone problems, so it shouldn't be anything too loud. But uh, if you hear that, it's not anything wrong with your computer. It's probably just a problem that we had in recording. So uh, just to fill you in a little bit about Alicia, she is a mom to three sweet, beautiful girls. Uh, She is a wife who is dedicated to constantly improving and investing in her marriage. And she is also a busy lady who runs a business with her family and who runs a catering and multiple restaurants, about 13 restaurants uh, locally here in uh, Lewiston, Idaho, Clarkston, Washington, and uh, Moscow, Idaho. And she is such a busy lady. And I'm so thankful that she took the time to sit down with us today and just share some things about uh, how she really does life intentionally and does it well. And I really look up to her. So uh, Alicia, if you can start us out by uh, just sharing, how are you intentional with your kids? I love my children and I love, love, love getting to know their friends. And I would just have to say that um, I consider hospitality a strength for me, obviously why I'm probably the catering business. And I've just found a way to kind of um, uh, marry those things as far as just being hospitable towards my kids and their friends, especially. So when they're uh, planning things, you know, just being uh, accessible and uh, figuring out ways where, um, where I can be hospitable toward uh, their friends and that next generation. Yeah. You're so good at it. So tell me there was a, like a waffle party that happened one, one time, what was that? And how did, how'd that come about? Yeah, the waffle party was around Valentine's Day. And um, I, again, just wanted ways to connect with some of my middleest daughter's friends. And um, so we kind of, I told her my plan that I'd love to have everyone come over and um, that we would do a waffle party. There would be toppings and all the hoopla. Um, anyway, she invited uh, a bunch of friends. She's well, definitely. What was her first reaction to that? Was she like, mom, no, I don't want you like what was she excited about it or okay I have to tell you that in her friend group they had this whole slideshow uh thing going on where you create a slideshow she would have been uh I think a junior in high school so you create a slideshow and then you get together with your friends and you present your slideshow so some of the some of the themes would be um like um what my friends would be like if they were a type of pasta 
And that's a whole <laughs> show where they're going to tell everyone what type of pasta they would be. Uh, another one of the slideshows uh, is that they did that morning of the waffle party was um, uh, how my friends uh, would end up in jail. So, oh, you know, that's what cool. would happen that they would end up in jail. And so it's a whole presentation and that you put together. And um, anyway, uh, I was just rem- reminiscing with Ryan about it, but she's like, yeah, we were doing slideshows on, you know, our friend group. And this is kind of, kind of dovetailed together with that. So when I pitched the waffle party to her, she said, oh yeah, we could show each other our slideshows. Uh, one of the other slideshows uh, was um, from another gal who had said how Jason from High School Musical remembers resembles Jesus. So she had all these things from this main character in the the, mu- the mu- musical of how he kind of emulated Jesus. So anyway, oh, wow. yeah. So everybody uh, presented their slideshow that they had been working on at the waffle party. So they were very motivated to come so they could see each other's work on, you know, what everybody came up with. So, um, so she was eager. She's definitely our, my most outgoing child. So she definitely was like, yes, let's do this. Uh-huh. Anyway. So that's kind of how I got her on board. Uh, Valentine's day fell on a weekend, a Saturday or a Sunday. And, uh, that meant they could all come over in their pajamas. Um, oh, again, fine. it was kind of brunch where people showed up in their pajamas to, to have waffles. I think, um, since obviously they were not 21, we did a FOMOSA station. So we had orange juice and syrups and, and, um, club soda, you know, as far as for drinks. Yeah. So what, have you ever tried anything similar or not even a waffle party, but something to connect with your kids that might not be into the same style of thing or might not want a waffle party? Like, have there been other ways that you've tried to build relationships with your kids and their friends? Sure. Absolutely. Um, because we own some restaurants and eating out for us is easy and, um, believe it or not economical. Um, (laughs) love being able to have a friend, have one of our kids invite one of their friends to kind of join us. Again, it's a great way to get to know them. Um, I feel like both of those are examples are centered around food, but we've right. also trips. Um, mm-hmm. We went to Cabo a few years ago um, with one of, um, again, Ryan's good friends. And again, just a good, uh, told her months in advance and told her right. how much to save. Um, but she was excited about going with us. And again, you know, those kind of experiences are just totally different from the day in and day out experience. So to be able to go on vacation with one and bring one of her friends along, right. was really special for the friend, but also it's just a great way to connect with your kid and get to know, um, some of the major influences, I guess, that that they hang around with day in and day out. Yeah. So where do you get to that point on like bring in friends on trips of, okay, this needs to be, are there certain trips that, okay, this is a family trip. We need to spend time together and get along with each other and not just run to our friends. And then there's certain trips that it's like, let's bring people in. Like, how do you decide in what age, how do you know when, okay, let's, let's start to invite the friend. Yeah. I definitely would have never done that, uh, done inviting friends, uh, probably grade school, mm-hmm. um, maybe even junior high. Cause I feel like those are still times where people can, where 
kids can get sick of hanging out with each other. Um, I we found great success in high school um, and bringing that high school friend with us has been a lot of fun. Um, so that's kind of when we started probably um, freshman, sophomore year. Uh, mm-hmm. We still have trips, just like you said, that uh, we say are an OG trip, just the yeah. original. So the, the, the five of us are going and nobody else. Um, this year we're going down to Mexico. We'll be, the kids will be down there for 10 days with us. And five of those days, their cousin Bailey, um, has heard about other people going with us. And she actually reached out and said, I'd like to come with you. So that will be a blast to have, um, our cousin Bailey join us. Um, she is a freshman in college. So the same age as, um, one of my other children. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And so you guys are also super intentional with the people you work with just on a regular basis. Like you guys are such a good example of that, of realizing you're more than just an employer or, you know, trying to get the job done. So how do you do that? And how do you balance between boss lady and trying to run this business and keep it afloat and, you know, being Christ-like to people that you work with, like, how do you, and you can't just be a pushover. Like, so how do you juggle all that? Yeah. Great question. Um, some days I'm not even sure how, but (sighs) to say, I just really have a heart for people. I want to see the best for them. I think my husband and I would both say that nobody wants to come to work and suck at their job. Everybody wants to do a good job. So giving them the tools uh, to make that easy. Um, And then also, I think encouragement, um, treating people well, and then also just being able to see, uh, see them down the road. You know, I, I think that when you can visualize somebody like I see you where you could be spiritually and, you know, um, uh, just even at the workplace, you know, two years from now, five years from now, I think always helps um, being able to manage people in the now, uh, even when they're new and might not know much, when you can really see the potential that God's already placed inside of them, um, as far as really um, mining those tools, uh, um, those really the gifts that are inside of them, being able to mine those things and, and let them shine. Mm -hmm. And do you have people that are able to kind of point that out to you or encourage you of being like, you guys are different. Why are you guys a different employer? Or, you know, I worked for this place and they, you know, yelled at me all the time. Like how, like, have you been able to hear that back from your people? Yeah. And I have to say the catering leg of the business is, um, catering is, can be wild. You can have zero (laughs) events one day and you can have 14 the next day. So there can be some ups and downs and, and crazy times. But, um, I do think that, uh, most people that work for me would say that I definitely have a mom's heart for, for employees and I want to see the best of them. And even when you do have to redirect somebody or, um, um, have a, have serious conversations, I think that, that they can see a heart of love and concern that kind of shines through. And, um, uh, I just hired somebody this week and he said, um, I really just need to scratch behind the ears once in a while and tell me I'm doing a good job. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, I think that's probably most people. So, um, I think I can just, uh, uh, 
I think even just as a manager, you know, a managerial staff that we can kind of just see people's strengths and uh, water those strengths and where they're weak, uh, be able to provide them more training and, um, and encourage them along the way. Yeah. So, and I know you're crazy busy. So how do you prioritize between marriage, kids, work, church, you're involved in so many things and then other things that you guys are involved in? How do you how do you kind of figure out what needs to come first or how do you, how do you figure that out? Um, another great question. I think, um, I want to be intentional with my time. Um, I'm definitely someone who puts everything in their calendar, uh, for the same reason. Um, because I want to be a good steward of the time that I have anything that fits in a routine for me is always easier. So I know the timeframes that for the most part, I'm going to be at work. I know the timeframes I'm going to be at home. I try to plan ahead, um, make sure that, um, that those things are happening and are consistent. Um, I'd have to say, you know, every December, I always say, and this last year I did it where I had somebody bring me meals every day in December, because I know that's one of the times where things just get crazy. And yeah. uh, anyway, for the most part, I really try to stick with a schedule and um, a routine so that those pieces of the pie that are kind of divide, that divide up my life right. are getting care and attention that they need. Yeah. So um I know when our kids were little, uh, we, we didn't think we talked a lot about work, um, but uh, we must have said something at, at the dinner table. And a few weeks later, one of my children during dinner said, so whatever happened with Steve, did he get fired? And I just <laughs> laughed, like, how do you know about Steve and whether or not he was going to get fired? So, mm-hmm. so definitely some blending. And, um, I definitely have some church friends that help us out with events and, uh, that's amazing. Um, so I think there are some lines that kind of, um, mix as well. And, right. um, uh, I think that is helpful too, when people see yeah. other sides of your life and lots of times we have, uh, employees who work for us and maybe start attending church, maybe our church, maybe a different right. church in and that's always exciting too, again, because um, they're relating with us on a different level and, and that makes mm-hmm. it very rewarding as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Are there any other things that you think would be helpful to share about just that being intentional? We're just getting ready to launch our if gathering this weekend. And that's what so much of it is about is being able to, you know, to see in your own neighborhood, what God's calling you to do and not having to be some famous person on a platform, but what do we, what can we do in our own neighborhood that somebody else that's famous can't do because they're not in our neighborhood or they're not in our household or around our kids, friends and stuff. Like what, what kind of other advice or wisdom would you have for people about being intentional in their area? Wow. I love that, Angie. Um, I think we can be really intentional. Um, again, I'm a gifts person. I love, I love, uh, it's one of the reasons why I love the waffle party because I want to make it elaborate and beautiful, but, um, I love what you're saying. Cause I think sometimes we can just see those needs when we slow down and when we take the time to, to, um, 
to kind of tap in. Um, I know I had met somebody and I really wanted to invite them to church and uh, they had, they worked down the road from me and I just took some time out. I told my friend Cynthia to stop by my job. She picked me up and Mm -hmm. We drove down to our other friend um, who we had just recently met, and I wanted to make sure that she got invited to Easter. I had a small gift. Um, She just uh, bought a a business, and she's working Mm -hmm. with her husband. And anyway, when we showed up, it was a big deal in her life. And it didn't take more than 20 minutes, but we had a small gift for them, and we said hi and had an Easter invite. And I think sometimes we miss those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we're just looking for the big thing. And really, if we just uh, are tuned in, I think with the Holy Spirit, um, just those little needs that um, I have found very rewarding when we can fill. Um, Our small group was looking for something to do um, around the Christmas season. And um, I heard of a, a single person who was having a baby and um, had recently broke things off with her boyfriend and she was going to be a new mama and was having having a baby and um, wasn't getting a lot of support from her family. And uh, it came up at our small group and um, she worked at one of our restaurants. And so I knew the restaurant manager. And I think that's kind of how it all started. The restaurant manager, who again, we just have fabulous people who work Mm -hmm. with and want to um, want to share Jesus where they can and want to make right. a difference love people. Anyway, she reached out to me and asked if we could, um, if she could use our event center to have a baby shower for this person in need, uh, who was also an employee. And um, I, I said, yes, but I said, hey, can I be involved? I have some right. friends that might want to do something. And anyway, oh. we got the really great opportunity to be able to provide a crib and some oh. diapers in a changing station. And when she walked in, she was blown away and who are the employees? And it, it's still something that comes up in, with my friend group and they just mm-hmm. will have lunch and say, do you, you, do you remember when we did that? That was so oh. fun. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it's those little things that I think you're exactly right. It's not a famous person that's going to do it, but we're going to take the opportunity to make a difference in our community and those circles of influence that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one question, the last thing we always try to end with is what's your favorite thing right now? What's either your favorite thing to do or what's kind of your favorite right now? Oh, I'm kind of late to the game on this, but my favorite thing right now to do is to budget. I (laughs) always spent really frivolously and about a year ago, I like buckled down and started doing some Dave Ramsey principles. My favorite app is every dollar and I am I am constantly working the budget and wow. um, I, for the first time in my life saving is super exciting and fun oh <laughs> so, wow that is so cool so I'd have to say my favorite right now is um is really living by um some good budgeting principles right. and um and disciplining myself in that area Yep. Right. Oh, that's awesome. How about that's such a, a grown up thing, such a grown up answer. I know it's super weird when I was just talking to another employee. And I think that's an important part too, when you know what your strengths are. So I love right. parenting, 
Um, I feel like I have a strong marriage and I love budgeting. So when that mm-hmm. comes up, my, my employees even laugh because they know how excited I am about like, Oh, there's a new thing. And anyway, this is how I'm, yeah. this is how I'm money away for this. And anyway, it's something I'm currently known for like, wow, you are very zealous about this. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have you on for a future podcast on budgeting on saving and finances. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. I would so- love that. One more story I've got to have you share though. Like I know, I don't remember where you guys were getting away at the time, if it was you and your husband, but I remember the time that your mom was watching your kids and you got a concerned phone call, which this might happen quite a bit, but there was a little bit of a car accident. Can you share that story? Cause it's just the funniest. Sure. But we were at uh, Washington state university for a home football game weekend and um, the game was going on. And one of my children called and they were hysterical and had said that my mom had gotten in a car accident. So I am picturing my kids and my mom on the side of the road, a smashed up car. Um, anyway, Ryan gets around to saying, Oh no, we're at home. And I said, oh, okay, so where did the accident happen? And she was trying to explain that it happened at home and um, that my mom had run through the garage door or hit the garage door. So uh, while she's telling me this, uh, my mom must find her somewhere in our house and asks, are you on the phone with your mother? I can hear my mom say this in the background. And Ryan says, yeah, yeah, I'm talking to my mom. And she said, hang up the phone. So my daughter gets back on the line and says, okay, bye. And hangs up. (laughs) Well, when I get home, so I had, I was tipped off. Something happened at our house. When I pulled into the driveway, probably about midnight that evening, um, my mom had, we have three garage doors. She had blown through one garage door. So it was down and she went through it and then proceeded to hit our freezer and push the chest freezer into our pantry. So I could see little feet walking into our pant, you know, in and out of our pantry as I was pulling up and alone. I mean, her car was smashed up. Uh, The chest freezer was smashed up and, you know, it got into our house, but my mom has a great way of spinning everything. So she said, now you can get a great remodel. Like, aren't you so proud? Yes. You thank your mom. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, years later, we were like, Mom, why don't you run through our front doors now? We model that part of our house. And the time you came home and the car is in the kitchen. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much, Alicia, for sharing. And just thanks for being such a sweet friend. And thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Of course. Blessings well, to you. I just want to share one more neat thing about Alicia. She is such an encourager. And one way that she has really encouraged me is even before I had my third child, I called her up and said, Alicia, could you have coffee with me real quick? And I just have some questions for you about having three kids at a time. How do you juggle things? And you seem to do it really well. And your husband also runs a business. And so how do you really incorporate that into your life? And how do you have balance? And she was so sweet and took the time, sat down with me, met me for coffee and had written a list down of things that were helpful to her. And not only that, but she asked some other people that have multiple kids of what things are helpful, what habits are helpful. She took that time and that thought to sit down with me. And that was so encouraging. And that is a way how she makes a huge impact. And anybody that she has a conversation with is that she's 
really make sure to put all of it into that conversation, all of her energy into that. But then I've had other people who have asked couples of, hey, could you meet with us? You know, we really admire your marriage. Could we just have a uh, get together sometime? And those people have said, no, we're not the people to talk to, or we're not, you know, we wouldn't be able to share. And you know what, if you're going through life and just trying to depend on Jesus, you have something to share and you can help other people. But one thing that I think would have been better on my part is knowing how busy Alicia was. And many times that there's somebody that's really busy that we admire, instead of asking them to take time out of their day to meet us for coffee, let's try to think of something that they are doing that we could come alongside and maybe help them with and have those conversations as we're helping them. Hey, maybe as she's running errands, going for a car ride, or her, her kids have an event that you can go and sit by them at. So you're not taking more time out of your their day. And maybe you're a blessing to them by helping them with something by dropping a meal off or something. So I uh, just wanted to share that, that I just appreciate her wisdom on many different levels. That's all for our show today, but thank you for joining us. Please don't forget to click subscribe and follow the flawed and favored podcast. And if you can give us a positive review and share us with your friends, we would love to get the word out to others. We hope you go out today knowing you may be flawed, but you are still favored. We are also so thankful to our podcast partners who help us bring these messages to you. And if you want information about becoming a partner and sharing your products and services with our listeners, email us at info at favorjourney.com.